The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm here, Pastor Blehan Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kalib for 97 years. And our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans, Senior, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Isn't it a sight to see the many wondrous works and miracles performed by our Heavenly Father? How especially amazing to be able to witness the miraculous events only Jesus can accomplish here on earth. In all that we do, witnessing, testifying, 
and living for Christ Jesus, the end results are still the same. Victory. Our church choir, directed by Emilia Hahn and accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Cloud on the organ, are ready to step forward to sing for you the number entitled Victory in Jesus. Please sing along with the choir. The words have been provided for your convenience.
Thank you for the beautiful presentation, choir. The church band, directed by yours truly, will play the song entitled, I Love to Walk with Jesus. <laughs> ability to give ourselves over to anyone is not easy. It's human nature to be instantly distrustful of others. Understand though, the Lord is not just anyone. He's omnipotent. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And it is only by His tender mercy and loving grace, Jesus can turn the stoniest heart and mind to the most loving, caring soul. Our soloist for today is Sherlyn Abing. And she has chosen to sing the beautiful melody entitled, I Surrender All. Sherlyn will be accompanied myself on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Iris Locke on the drums, and Trustee Associate Pastor Evans Spoke Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars. <laughs> Jesus 
Thank you, Sherlyn, for that moving rendition. And now, give a listen to the church choir as they get ready to sing their second and final song entitled, This is the Day the Lord Has Made.
our instrumentalist for today, Puna Helikapuni, will play on her auto harp the song titled, No, Not One. Jesus knows the struggles and challenges we face daily, and through His precious care, we are able to move onward and forward to victory. Associate Pastor Timothy and his loving helpmeet, Emilia Hahn, are eagerly awaiting to sing to the Lord and to you their rendition of the lively number entitled, Every Time I Feel the Spirit. This melody will surely set you in that hallelujah mood, ready to be up and doing for the Savior. It gives me the greatest pleasure to dedicate today's number to Ms. Cherise Spotkaff of Honolulu. Born and raised in the faith, Cherise's faith and dedication to the Lord's work is evident in her beautiful renderings and musical talents. Cherise, may God continue to pour out His bountiful blessings upon you and continue to guide your walk with Him. Have a beautiful Sunday.
Praise the Lord and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer service are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. 
The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tin Loy in Hila, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Alsano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal S. Sparrow in Baloga, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vespia Sparrow in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. What a joy it is for me to stand before this wonderful TV audience as I get ready to share another spirit-inspired sermon with you. Before I do, however, I want to inform those of you who continue to send in your personal notes in praise of the choir, band, orchestra, instrumentalists, and vocalists, that your special correspondences are always relayed to our telecast participants as well as to our entire congregation. It truly pleases us to know that the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast of the Apostolic Faith Church, which originates in Honolulu, Hawaii, is appreciated and enjoyed by so many of you. Now, won't you join me in the reading of God's Word and the message I have entitled, Lying to the Holy Spirit. The first church founded on the day of Pentecost is a divine institution. And one of the great proofs of this is the following fact, everything in the world has happened to the church, yet it still stands. And it will continue to stand till Jesus comes to rapture his church from this sin-cursed, devil-may-care world. <clears throat> we read in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the 11th verse. For other foundation can no man lay then that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. All the foundations of the world are off their courses. Satan has used every weapon against the church, and the church still remains. In Acts 4, we saw how Peter and James were imprisoned for preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. The religious leaders at the time were afraid to put the pair to death because of their popularity with the people. Thus, they had no choice but to release the prisoners. Upon being free, they were cautioned to go out and preach and teach no more in the name of Jesus. However, the warnings fell on deaf ears and they went out to do even greater work for the Lord. Needless to say, the church grew mightily. The revival was on. The apostles were preaching with great boldness, and multitudes of souls were accepting the Lord Jesus as their Savior. But can you imagine what amazing thing happened? The rich farmer, Barnabas, was converted sold his land, and gave every cent to the church. We read in Acts, the fourth chapter, verses 36 and 37. 
And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Oh, would to God we have more men like this world, like Barnabas. Still another one would say, did you hear about Charlie? He has been a cripple all his life, but he went to a divine healing service, was converted, and became completely healed. And how about that blind man who begged at every corner of Fortin Hotel streets? The apostles touched him and praised the Lord. Now he can see. Now he is going everywhere, telling everyone he meets how the Lord has healed him. And as usual, when the Holy Spirit begins to work and the revival is reaching its height, we see some counterfeit confessions. We also see hypocrisy exposed. In the fifth chapter of Acts, we find both of these things occurring in the case of Ananias and Sapphira. The born-again Christians not only had their souls saved, but they gave liberally to the church. They brought their hard-earned money and gave it over to the apostles to use for the glory of God. Sometimes some claim to be converted, but not according to righteousness. True conversion should change business life, home life, private life, and financial life. Many today are overjoyed of having been saved and having a home in heaven, but he does not want to live a heavenly life in this world. He thinks Jesus paid it all and is content to let it go at that. He never pays any tithes or offerings himself, and yet some may say, yes, I am saved and I am on my way to heaven. But they never give anything to the church. As the word of God says, faith without works is dead. Jesus tells us in Acts, the 20th chapter, and the 35th verse, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak, and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how it is, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. However, that works both ways. To receive, you must also give. God loves a cheerful giver. Barnabas set a good example in sacrificial giving. I can just hear what the members said of him. That gift was awesome. Isn't Barnabas a generous man? And yet in that group, there may have been some poor man who was only able to give a mite, but he gave it cheerfully and from the heart. We find today the bigger the gift, the more credit is given to that person. In this company, there was a couple named Ananias and Sapphira. They had an unholy ambition. They wanted the people to speak highly of them as they did of Barnabas. Jesus tells in Matthew, the sixth chapter, the first verse, and the verses three and four, take heed that ye he do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, they have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, himself shall reward thee openly. Ananias told his wife, Sapphira, We can sell our land for a good sum. But then that would mean we would have to give too much to the church. Listen to Acts 5, 1-2. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira 
His wife sold a position, property, and kept back part of the price, his wife also being a private to it, and bought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. They divided the money they received from the land sale in two stacks, one for the church, one for themselves. They put more money in their stacks for future use in the years to come. Ananias decided to go to church first and give the money to the apostles. They would praise him. Then Sapphira would make her entrance and more praise would be heaped upon her. Thus, Ananias went to church and laid the money at the feet of the apostles. He expected Peter to smile and say, God bless you, brother. But instead, Peter turned on him with blazing eyes, reading the third and the fourth verses. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Ananias was dumbfounded. He could not say a word. How did Peter know what he had done? He thought that all he had to do was fool men. And here all the time, the Holy Ghost revealed to Peter that Ananias was lying. When one lies to another, filled with the Holy Spirit and living the life, he is lying to God. Man forgets that God with all his seeing eye looks upon everything, whether it is done in the blackness of midnight or in the brightness of midday. You can steal and no one will ever know. You can cheat in a business deal and keep it to yourself. You can lie, you can swear, you can drink, you can take drugs. You can hate someone, you can gossip about someone, but there is a God in heaven and he knows everything. He will call you to account one day. Listen to Numbers chapter 32, verse 23. But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord. And be sure your sin will find you out. There are two from whom you cannot hide anything, God and yourself. Your sin will always find you out. And there are no little sins in God's sight. For it was because of sin that the Lord Jesus Christ, God's son, was put to death. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Payday may not come tomorrow, nor the next day, but just as sure as there is a God, payday will come. For God is no respecter of persons. Today, Satan has filled the hearts of people everywhere. That is the answer behind all sin. From the sin of Adam down to the sin, your sin and mine. The other believers are filled with the Holy Spirit. Ananias was filled with the spirit of Satan. This is the great difference in men today. Jesus stands at the door of the heart and knocks for entry. But men will not let Jesus into their hearts. 
They permit Satan to fill every area of life. The pity today is that God's children often let the devil in. They have been saved but not fully converted. They have allowed that old devil into their hearts. I have stated that the example of Barnabas inspired the other church members to give freely. Ananias and Sapphira were not willing to give freely. They were not willing to make the sacrifice. However, they did want to receive credit for a large gift. They wanted to hear the applause and the compliments of the people. Ananias did not say anything. He stood there trembling. Reading the fifth and sixth verses, and Ananias, hearing these, fell down and gave up the ghosts. And great fear came on all of them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out. Just imagine, they didn't have a funeral service. Now, Peter did not kill Ananias. God did. It is an awful thing to lie to the Holy Spirit. The Spirit comes to a man, convicting him of sin. And the man says, yes, I'll give my heart to Jesus. But if he does not do it, he has lied to the Holy Ghost. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I would like to digress from my sermon for just a moment and go through the gospel of the kingdom of God. Jesus wants us to come to him in repentance which is godly sorrowful sin, and to believe the gospel, which is simply the very good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. He is indeed saving the souls of many today, and his healing is also part and parcel of the gospel work. He then blesses you by removing your sins as far as the east is from the west and fills you with the Holy Ghost power from on high, which enables you to walk, talk, and live a life above sin. Have you prepared yourself by following God's word? If not, then here's the biblical formula given for baptism with the promise of the Holy Spirit and life eternal. It is found in Acts, the second chapter, 36 to 37 verses. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? In Acts 2, 38, it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in the 39th verse, it reads, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Jesus is calling you today. Today is your day of salvation. Come unto him and find the blessings which will mark you as a child of God and believer of his word. Acts 4.12 confirms that neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Yes, viewers, 
The name of Jesus is the only saving name with the power to forgive, remit your sins, and mark you with heavenly identity to receive the promise of eternal life. It is up to you to act today. Tomorrow may be too late. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, seeking salvation and received the teaching of the new birth. We read in John 3, verses 3 to 4, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time to his mother's womb and be born? In John, the third chapter, the fifth verse, it simply reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In the sixth through seventh verse, it reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Being born of water is taken on the name of Jesus by being immersed in water. It signifies the death going to the water, the burial going under the water, and the resurrection coming out of the water of Jesus. And that, my friends, is the gospel of the kingdom of God in a nutshell. Now, let's refocus upon our message regarding the awful fate of Sapphira. When Ananias lied, he died. After his death, Sapphira came in. She looked around for her husband, and he was not present. She wondered what had happened. Listen to Acts 5, verse 7. And it was about the space of three hours after, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. The Spirit tells you to tithe, and you say, I'll do that. I'll start tithing the first of the month. But you do not do it. You use the tithe for yourself. You have lied to the Holy Spirit. We find Sapphira breaking her promise by not bringing her proper offering and tithe unto the Lord. Peter spoke to her, saying the eighth through the tenth verses. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me, whether ye sold the lamb for so much? And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then she fell on straightway as his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. Together they lied to the Holy Spirit. Now they were together in death and they will be forever be together in hell. Sometimes I wonder if Sapphira influenced Ananias to do the things which he did. We call women the weaker six, but perhaps after all weak in their hands. A woman can make or break a man. Men and man who is great in the world can say, I'm here because of my good, faithful, loving, and godly woman. God helps women to be unselfish, consecrated, dedicated, godly, and prayerful. That is the kind of wife a husband needs. That is the kind of mother children need. The result of this tragedy brought great fear upon all of the church and upon as many as heard these things. 
Many people were saved and greater was the growth of the church. The saying goes, get the weeds out and the flowers will grow. If we exercise discipline in our church, if we cut our role in half, if we turn out those who are not living their lives for Jesus, I wonder if we would not have a more powerful church. The big question is, where would we begin? It should begin with us. There is no doubt, however, but that our churches would be stronger today if we could set our standards high and insist upon our members living up to these standards. A true born-again Christian must keep right with God in and out of the church to be Christ-like examples. Reading Matthew 5, 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The apostles had more power than ever. As you find in Acts 5, verse 12, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Next we see the tremendous power of God manifested in the church. Peter, the former presumptuous fisherman, was so filled with the spirit that the people brought their sick folks to him. We read the 15 to the 16 verses, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least a shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them which were vexed with the unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. And someday this will happen in the Aloha state of Hawaii. Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. He wielded a strong, unconscious influence. Somebody is watching you too. You do not know about it, but you are exerting an influence upon them. What a man Peter must have been. What a great faith they had in him. God helps us. So to live for Jesus and others will say, that person is close to God and I want to get close to him. There's a song which goes thusly, take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it, then wherever you go. Precious name, oh how sweet. Hope of earth and joy of heaven. As I stated earlier, the devil hates to see God's work prosper. He's always up to something. He's able to stir up the religious leaders who put the apostles in prison. They assume that with the apostles safe behind bars, they can go home triumphantly. They will put the prisoners to death and stamp out Christianity. Ah, but the angel of the Lord opens the door and leads them out. Read in 19th and 20th verses, but the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, go, stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. Early that morning, the council meets. The high priests and stern and mortified. They are going to scare the life out of these apostles. They send their hirelings into the prison to bring forth the apostles. Soon, these men come running back. Their report shakes the dignity of the council. Read the 23rd and the 24th verses, saying, The prison truly found we shut with safety, and the keepers standing without 
before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. About that time, another man ran in saying, I know where they are. They are down at the temple teaching the people and preaching Jesus Christ. They say to their hirelings, go and bring these men to us. But be easy on them. If we hurt them, the people will be angry at us. These men go down to the temple and speak very humbly and kindly to the apostles. They say, sirs, won't you please come and meet with the consul? And the apostles went willingly. They knew the Lord was on their side and had no fear in their hearts. When the apostles came before the consul, the high priest spoke to them, reading the 28th verse, saying, Did not we straightly command you that he should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Now Peter, filled with courage and the Holy Spirit, speaks freely in the 29th verse. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to be God rather than men. Peter proceeds to preach to them, saying, You and I and our fathers worship the same God. He sent his son Jesus into the world. You killed him, but God has raised him up. God has exalted Jesus to the highest place in heaven. The Holy Spirit is now here in his place. We are his witnesses to preach the gospel and to preach repentance and forgiveness in his precious name. Again, the tables are turned. The prisoner becomes the accuser and the hot consul members become the criminals. Now, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at jeezcomingsoon.org. Until our next telecast, is your host, Head Pastor Billy Han Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. The church band will close today's program by playing the song entitled, have faith in God.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.